1: Hi, everyone. This is Monica Reinagel, the nutrition diva, here with this week's quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. And this week, we're talking about how to recharge after exercise without overeating. I got an email from Cho, who writes... I'm a kickboxer who trains for two hours a day, five days a week, and by the time I get home around 8 p.m., I am famished. And even though I ate well all day, I just go crazy. I'm not trying to lose weight, but I don't like overeating or that desperate feeling of hunger I get after a hard workout. What can I do to stave off this caveman-like hunger that occurs at the worst possible hour of the day? Now, many people, myself included, find that exercise temporarily suppresses hunger. For example, I really dislike exercising with any food in my stomach, so I'm often a little bit hungry when I begin exercising. By the time I'm done, though, I have absolutely no hunger. But this is a pretty short-lived effect. The fact is that exercise eventually makes you hungry, and the more intensely you exercise, the hungrier you are likely to get. This is one of the reasons that exercise alone usually fails as a weight loss strategy. In fact, women often end up more than compensating for the calories they burned through exercise through increased food intake. Now, infuriatingly, this does not seem to be the case for men. On the other hand, women's bodies are quicker to burn body fat during exercise than men, so at least there's that. Even though exercise alone is not a magic bullet for weight loss, there are tons of other benefits to exercising regularly, such as cardiovascular health, reduced inflammation, better blood sugar control, reduced risk of many cancers, improved hormone balance, and so on. Exercise also has a role to play in weight loss. Of course, you just also need to keep an eye on what you're eating. But in Cho's case, Weight loss is not the goal, and it doesn't sound as if weight gain is a problem either. The problem is that she comes home every evening from her workout feeling like she could eat the front door and everything behind it. Human nature can get a little messy,
0: but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken and white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at SeventhGeneration.com. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hanging in there.
1: Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak.
0: Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The Living Room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.
1: And now, here are three possible explanations for that caveman-like hunger after workouts, each of which suggests a slightly different solution. Possibility number one, you may be overtraining. Two hours a day of really intense exercise is a lot, and the desperate feeling you get may be your body trying to signal you that you're pushing yourself too hard. I mean, most of us have to discipline ourselves to exercise, but hardcore athletes often have an opposite challenge. They have to discipline themselves to give their bodies enough time off to recover. You might want to discuss this possibility with a coach who knows your performance and might be able to spot or maybe just rule out other signs of overtraining. But the second possibility is perhaps more likely and just as problematic, and that is that you might not be eating enough. Cho says she eats well all day prior to her workout, but I'm wondering if she's eating enough. If you're neither gaining nor losing weight outside of minor day-to-day fluctuations, it suggests that your total calorie intake is appropriate for your activity level, but maybe it's not distributed as well as it could be. You might experiment with eating more calories in the first part of the day and see whether you notice a difference either in your workouts or in how hungry you are afterward. It could be that stoking the engine a bit more during the day means that you're less depleted when you come out of your workout. One caveat though, if you want to try this, even though you're eating more during the day, you may still feel an urge to eat a lot in the evening simply because you've developed that habit. And it might help to break up the pattern in other ways as well. For example, spend the evening in a different room for a little while, or mix up your evening routine in some other way to avoid slipping into your habitual routine. And there's one more possibility that occurs to me, and that is, there may not be a problem here. Cho shared that she doesn't like overeating, and that she worries that her hunger, especially for carb-rich foods, seems to occur at the worst possible hour of the day. Now, if she's overeating to the point of severe physical discomfort, that's a problem. If she feels she's unable to stop eating, even though it's causing negative consequences for her, that's also a problem. But if the only negative consequence is guilt over breaking some rule about not eating carbs after 8 p.m., then I can make this a lot easier. Eating a good percentage of your calories at a single meal isn't necessarily a problem. Researchers call that a restricted eating window, and they're finding that it might even have some benefits. Eating a good percentage of your calories in the evening also isn't necessarily a problem. Despite what you may have read on the interwebs, the calories that you eat after 8pm are not converted directly into fat. I'm not even worried if a lot of those calories are in the form of carbs. Anyone exercising hard for 2 hours a day has earned some carbs, and after an exercise session is probably the ideal time to eat them. Guys, I've discussed each of these topics, restricted eating windows, meal timing, carb timing, post-workout meals, and more in previous podcasts, and the easiest way to find those is to go to the transcript for today's episode, which is number 346, at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com, where I've got links to all of them for you. But the bottom line here is you need to take all the magazine articles and internet advice about diet with a grain of salt, and don't be afraid to experiment to find out what works best for you. Now, of course, you need to start with a solid foundation, by which I mean a nutritious, balanced, and calorie-appropriate diet. But you can play around with the size, the timing, and the composition of your meals, See how different strategies affect your hunger and your energy levels, or your athletic or mental performance, your body weight, and your sleep quality. And if it's not broken, there really is no need to fix it. I'd love to hear the results of any experimentation you've done with meal timing or meal composition. You can post them on the transcript for today's episode or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. Thanks to Cho for her thought-provoking question, to Emails and Third Love for their generous sponsorship, and to you for listening and for sharing your comments and questions. I'll be back next week with more quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. Until then, I wish you good health and good eating.